Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to what I believe might be one of my favorite episodes of this season or end up being. Um, this is going to be a fun one. It's, it's a little different. Be a fun one. It is a little different, but we're excited. So thanks for being here. It's going to be a good day. We are trucking along through season eight. We are almost to the halfway mark, which is just crazy to me, but it's been a good time. That so is far. weird. It's halfway gonna, through. Yeah. We're going to keep having a good time. It's going to be awesome. But real quick, before we jump in, y'all know the drill with our housekeeping. If you're not following us on Instagram already, you should be. So go do that. You can find us over there at LFTM underscore podcast. We have me Mondays. We ask y'all questions for content. We are going to start very soon getting um, specific content for our question episode of the season, which is where y'all's answer to a question fuels the content for an entire episode and it's gonna be a good one (laughs) this year so be sure to go follow us to get in on all of that action also if you're not signed up for our newsletter you can do that in our instagram bio or on our website lookingforthemiddle.com we send that out every week after it's usually Thursday. Sometimes it's Friday. Um, but <laughs> a day or two after the episode airs, just to give y'all some more content to go through, whether it's books or podcasts or uh, blog posts. There's a Hallmark movie of the month. Just some helpful things as y'all are wanting to learn more, know more, and take in more content about dating and relationships. So y'all um, be sure and go sign up for that. And of course, finally, our newest addition to the housekeeping section is our yes. Facebook group, which has been so fun to see y'all interacting over there um, and getting to know each other because y'all know us. We know y'all, but y'all haven't been able to know each other until now. So you can join that Facebook group. It's called LFTM Community. You can search for it. The profile picture is like a pink background with a pair of headphones. Mm-hmm. Or you can sign up for our newsletter and there's a big pink button in the newsletter that lets you join the (laughs) Facebook group. Um, And you can get in on all the fun and goodness over there. Um, I will say, Beth and I were talking about, it was really funny and kind of surreal when one of y'all posted and was like, okay, y'all, what is your favorite episode? (laughs) And she's like, mine was the one about burning the demonic paperback, which if you haven't heard that, that sounds very (laughs) weird. Um, But it's like funniest or worst dating stories yes, from a couple of you ago. guys yes and that was my roommate's story <laughs> which was really fun but um several of y'all like, came back and caught like oh this is very like we know y'all listen but it's just like <laughs> still very unreal to us yeah that like oh y'all are all talking about this together and we didn't <laughs> ask you to so it's just it's really cool um so we'd love for you to be part of that so be sure to check that out as well um bethany has our question of the day which i provided for her last episode if you remember (laughs) so she's really off the hook but bethany you can ask it since it is your question thank you i'm I'm letting you ask yes i will allow you (laughs) to ask your question i say that i'm like i'll allow it i'm like it's my secret desire to be a judge i wish i'd been a oh you would have killed it the question last week kristen asked what books are you reading right now what have you enjoyed lately we were like "Ooh, let's do one about podcasts next week so my first question of the day is what podcasts have you been listening to lately? Yeah, so I have two different routes. I have like 
uh, faith based podcast and murder. So yeah, that's that's the two. Mine is like The Office or yeah, somebody died. Yeah, exactly. So as far as like the more uplifting content, I've been listening (laughs) to um, Girls Night with Stephanie Mae Wilson. Um, That sounds fun with Annie Downs. Obviously, y'all know I'm like. (laughs) I might as well be a part of her fan club because I just love everything she does. Um, <laughs> the next right thing podcast with Emily P. Freeman. I talked about her book last week, but that's a good one. It's it like 15 minute episodes. So if you're more of a, Hey, I want something short and sweet. She's a good one. Um, so I've been listening to those. And then I've also on the true crime side, been listening to, I just finished the thing about Helen and Olga. Yes. Oh Thank my you to word. Me. Yes. <laughs> Y'all, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but if you're a true crime lover, please go. It's a Dateline podcast about these two 80-year-old women who are super evil. That's all I'm going to say. leave it at that. But it is the most mind-blowing thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Um, So that's a good one. What was the one you just told me? I haven't started it yet, but you told me to go listen to. Oh, I told... So there's a new one called American Hostage. Yes. Okay. okay, Language warning. There's one guy who just can't seem to say nice things okay don't you love those people it's interesting so basically it's a scripted podcast like which a is radio funny to me show because they're basically of. bringing back like old-time radio programs yeah. like everything That's comes so full crazy. circle but it's john ham okay he, so he, basically he's telling the story of like this like it's kind of like day in the life from his perspective like but this whole crime thing he works in a newsroom or a tv a radio station and so he's the main character but then he's also like narrating like what happened so it's like him narrating but then it cuts to like vignettes of like scenes where like but you can hear like the newsroom you can hear people opening doors and shutting like it's like you're there so it's really yes you should listen to that one okay i finished the thing about helen and olga crazy i also just listened to dr death season three i've listened to all three seasons now i don't think i've listened to that one none of them no oh you need to go back and listen to it well i like it yes okay it's different this it's true crime but it's a different spin okay it means basically doctors who shouldn't be doctors oh. um and in the latest one this guy was basically i'm not convinced well in one of the seasons i'm not convinced he was a doctor actually and one of the others like is the whole was, season about the same case each season well or person case being the doctor yes, yes. okay Ooh. Okay. Doc. yes yeah that one is really good um and then i just recently while Lindsay and I were in Texas, I got her hooked on Up and Vanish. I was like, we have oh to go gosh. back and listen to like the first season of Up and Vanish. Got her total like we literally went through seventeen episodes like on the drive. It's so um, good. So that was really fun to go back and listen to again. Um, because Up and Van Serial obviously got me started. Yes, but Up and Vanish and In the Dark, those are like. Mm. Those are foundational to my true crime yes. journey. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay. Okay, we will link, like I said, all of those in the newsletter because I know that's the laundry. I literally just wrote all of them down so I wouldn't forget. Um, and y'all could just have all kinds of podcasting fun. And maybe that's a good like uh, Facebook group question that we can ask is like what podcasts are, like what other podcasts oh, yeah. are they listening okay. to? So we can drop that in the Facebook group this week. Good call. And y'all can you know link each other to other podcasts that you're enjoying whether it's like faith-based ones whether it's true crime whether it's yeah (laughs) the office um or you know i want i need somebody to do a friends uh like tell all podcast like they did for the office i want somebody to do that for friends yeah so somebody if you're out there listening and you have any pull (laughs) and that make that happen because that would be amazing 
Okay. So hard right turn into our content for today. <laughs> so we, as the title says, we're talking about, well, let me make sure I quote the title correctly. Opposite day, what we've learned from each other. So back in season six, we did an episode called, what are your dating, what's your dating style? Mm-hmm. Um, and we will also link that in the newsletter. But basically as we planned for that episode, we and as we spoke it, we realized, I mean, Bethany and I know we're pretty different. Like we're similar in a lot of ways, yeah. but we're different in a lot of ways. And we realized that our dating styles were very different. And so like more than we, more than we thought. Yeah. And so after every kind of section of that episode, we talked about like how we were similar and how we were different mm-hmm. in each of those dating styles. And, um, it was just really, it was fun, but it was really eye opening. Like, wow, we approach this way differently (laughs) like we knew we were different but like I said it just kind of broadened the range I guess Uh um and so a couple I think this has been on the list for a while and we just worked it in this season instead of last season but basically talking about like because we're so opposite kind of coming off of that conversation from the episode in season six realizing how different we are and how we approach dating what have we learned from each other Uh uh-huh about how the other one dates that whether that's just from conversations on the podcast, whether that's conversations we've had off the air, whether that's just watching the other person date and walking (laughs) with each other through that as friends. And we thought that would be a helpful conversation for y'all to hear because most likely not that these are the only two styles, but like, you know, someone, you know, someone who either like you identify more closely with one of us of like, Oh, I kind of lean more like Bethany in this or, Oh, I'm a little more like Kristen. And so what can you learn from the other one who's mm-hmm. different from you? So that was kind of the motivation. Okay. So we've both made a list yes. that the other Blindly. one has seen. Yes. So do you want to go first or do you want me to? Oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? You go ahead. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. So <laughs> one of the very first things I learned from Bethany, this was very early on in the podcasting journey. Mine is, my first one was very early on really? too. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. Great minds. I know. Um, is... Don't get ahead of yourself. Um, <laughs> this is, I'm going to so laugh if these are like, like parallel. Go up. ahead. <laughs> um, because I am absolutely terrible at getting ahead of myself when it comes to dating. And I go into a first date of, okay, if we get married. Now, that's dramatic. Yeah. But for a while. No, it's it's not. It's dramatic now, but it's accurate then. Okay. All yeah, right. You've come fair. a long way. Thank you. Thank you so much. But I would literally be like, okay, if we got married, like, where would we live? And like, what if our jobs don't line up? And Bethany's like, it's a first date, Kristen. Just figure <laughs> out if you like spending time with the guy. And it was never that simple for me before I would have these conversations with her. And she just made it seem so simple. And I think in my head, I had determined that it couldn't be simple, mm. but it really can be at least more simple than I was making it, which <laughs> yeah. was not simple at all. But she was so good at talking about kind of how to compartmentalize things a little more like what's your goal for a first date you're not when she made the um I don't remember if we did a whole episode on this or if this was just a point we made a while back but like you're not a failure if you don't go Mm. on a second date Mm -hmm. and I had never had that mentality it was like oh if I don't get a second date I have failed I was like no you've succeeded if you've figured out if you want to continue to spend time with this guy or if you haven't Mm -hmm. that's clarity one way or the other and in my mind it's only successful if you keep dating the guy and then marry him and otherwise you've just failed which (laughs) is a horrible way to go about dating because you're i mean the date the ratio that you have (laughs) 
is supposed to suck. Yes. You're only supposed to get this right one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was so helpful for me because she modeled that really well, too. It wasn't just like, Kristen, get your head out of the clouds, which she would tell me. <laughs> and that's fine. I needed that. But she modeled that really well. And I was able to see like, oh, OK, like this is all I need to worry about right now. I don't need to be yeah. 18 steps ahead. I don't need a 10 page itinerary of our possible relationship. I just need to know I'm going to go to Starbucks with this guy. Here's some questions I can ask him. Here's some good things to talk about on a first date. And here's what I need to know to move forward right now. And it really took the pressure off once Mm -hmm. I actually applied it. It took a while for it to (laughs) sink in. I'm pretty hard headed, but that was like the first thing I think I remembered learning from you because that was not my leaning yeah which is so funny okay so you ready for the first thing yes on my list? i'm so excited if these are gonna line up <laughs> it says it's okay to be excited <laughs> <laughs> because i will tell you i am not typically or i wasn't yes you have also come a long way in this excitable leading up to a first date like what's the point yeah because i i over compartment i think i over compartmentalize sometimes and i'm i would go into things just waiting for the other shoe to drop. If a guy seemed really cool, I'd be like, well, I'll figure out what the problem is. And so I've learned and I'm still learning that if you go into something looking for a problem, you're going to find it. And there's a defense mechanism there. Cause if I hurry up and find it and end it before I can get hurt, then that sounds awful. Though. I'm saying it out loud. No, but like, I, I think but, that's something that's really relatable. Yeah. And so I don't, I just, I've come a long way in realizing that, yeah, if you look for something to be a problem, if you want to find a problem, you're going to find it. And if you can't find one, your mind will create one. Mm. So not only will you find problems, but you will create new ones that aren't actually there. Yeah. So all of that to say, it's okay to be excited. It's okay to want things to work out. It's okay to, to be invested and to like a guy and to put yourself out there, not being totally sure where it might go. Yeah. So. That's yes. the first one. Yes. <laughs> Do you think I remember at one time Beth, uh, telling Bethany, I'm like, are you looking forward to this yes, date? <laughs> and she was like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> Couldn't really tell. But no. And she has come a long way of like, I feel like the last like few that sounds awful, but like the last few guys you've like gone out, you have been yeah. like, I'm really excited about this. I'm like, yes, you should be. This is exciting. <laughs> this is the first date. And Lord knows I get excited enough yeah. for anybody where if they're not that excited, <laughs> I'll just true. be like, well, let's go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would go into things with the mentality that was helpful to you, but too much of it in that, like, I'm like, okay, what do I need to find out in this date? Mm-hmm. X, Y, Z game plan. Let's yeah. go. Like that was my approach instead of letting it be what it was going to be and just enjoying it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. What's your next one? My next one is to constantly evaluate your list. Mm. Um, I think I learned this when you've talked about this several times on different episodes, but when you kind of had your list and it was like further on in your, it wasn't like your first one, Uh but you had your list and like what you thought you wanted. And then you dated one guy in particular who had all of those things and then you're like, oh, no, <laughs> this is not going to work. Yeah. And just learning that, like, just because something sounds good on paper doesn't necessarily mean it's set in stone. Yeah. And watching you kind of, like, reconstruct that and realize, like, okay, yeah, I think I always wanted this, but maybe it's not what I thought it would be. Or mm-hmm. maybe the way this manifested itself didn't work the way I thought it would. And it's just a constant, like, 
this is really something you need to write in pencil. Yeah. Um, now there are some things need to be in permanent marker, like loves Jesus <laughs> and, you know, is taller than you, um, if you're us, but, um, a lot of things on your list need to be written in pencil mm-hmm. and it's okay to keep changing and making adjustments and moving things around and whatever else as you date and not just, Oh, I need to add to this. It's, Oh, maybe I need to change the wording or maybe I actually want the opposite of this. And I didn't know it until I dated somebody with this quality. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm definitely learned that. That's a fun one from you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So my next one doesn't, doesn't match up. Okay. Um, the next, and this is one that it's like, everybody knows in theory, but like solidifying that you want to be with someone who wants to be with you. Kristen mm. says that all the time, y'all. Mm. We did a whole episode literally on that yes. one thing. We'll put that in the newsletter too. Okay. Wow. I've got <laughs> all of this list. But just like really getting in your head like, yes, you want to be with someone who wants to be with you. And if they're not making that clear, that's on them. It's not on you to like try harder. Mm-hmm. Like it's a two-way street. And I think I would justify and compromise and excuse away a lot when it's like, no, he's just not into it. Cause I think maybe I took that a more personally than I should have. Or else I'm like, okay, all that means is he's not the right guy and you move on. Like, I, I guess I'm quicker to, to see the signs of, okay, he's not really into, he's not really putting forth the effort to want to be with me and not putting up with that. As long as I have a sub point um, that, you know, you want to be with someone who wants to be with you and then sub point. And it's okay to call someone out on not treating you like that. You don't have to mm. put up with it when they're not. And I don't, that sounds a little harsher, I think, than I mean. Like, there's grace. But at the same time, if someone is consistently not putting forth effort, they want to be with you and spend time with you and get to know you, that's not going to bode well for down the road. No. And so cut it out now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Bethany, I mean, She's watched me like that was the reason I broke up with somebody. Uh-huh. And, and broke up with him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. Yep, that's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, learning once was not enough, apparently. Um, what is it? Fool me once, shame on you. Once. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yep. Um, but yeah, like it's okay for you to say, hey, you know what? It just seems like you're not really, this relationship is not that important to you. Or you're not in a place where you're ready to prioritize a relationship. And that's fine. But I am not going to be the guinea pig as you figure yeah, that you out. you need to learn that on your own and then yes. we can talk. Yep. Yeah. And then sometimes they still don't figure it out and you try again <laughs> and you have the same conversation. But yeah, I am a big, that's that's my soapbox band. Yep. I can, and if you go back and listen to that episode, you can hear that because From, I'm yeah, just. Our mantra week. Yeah, I just, I was so tired of being finding myself in situations where I felt like I really wanted to be with somebody and that wasn't returned and reciprocated. Uh-huh. And that's not how a relationship should be. And it's funny because for me, I like I say, I knew that in theory. Like we all do. We're like, well, duh. Yeah. But if that's all you've known, mm. you can't like conceptualize someone actually putting forth that effort. But then once you're with someone who does, you're like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. This is what they're all talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of mine was watching like, yeah, like when people. I, yeah, watching other people. Like when I went through that breakup, I was literally looking, I'm like, okay, who are my friends? That I can look at them like I have no doubt right. that their fiance, husband, boyfriend wants to be with them. Right. 
And what what are those guys doing to communicate that? Mm-hmm. And I remember literally making a list of like, this is what so-and-so did, you know, to show that he really wanted to be with her. This is what Trey did when, uh-huh. you know, him and Melanie were dating. And this is what so-and-so, like I went and made it. And I'm like, and the guy I'm with is not doing anything right. remotely resembling this. In fact, he's doing the opposite. So <laughs> this just needs to stop. And like you said, and then once you realize oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, oh, I'm never going back. back. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. All right. The next thing I have is that this is going to sound, this might sound awful, but I think it's important to remember one. Well, great. You've learned awful things. No, 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 I'm not really sure where this is going. No, no, no. It's a, so I wrote the initiator of the breakup is hurting too. Ah. And I think when you get broken up with, it is easy to assume that the person who broke up with you is just fine and dandy. And there may, be, there may be some cases yeah. where they are. I'm not saying they always are. But, like, a lot of times, especially if it was a serious relationship, they're hurting, too. Like, just because they ended it doesn't mean that, like, oh, yeah, I'm going out to dinner with my friends tonight and <laughs> woohoo, and I don't care. And, you know, I'm moving along and whatever. Like, when Bethany and I went through the... the Our synchronized breakup. Yes. <laughs> And she had broken up with her boyfriend and then I had gotten broken up with. There were times where you couldn't really tell the difference <laughs> of who, what happened with who. Okay. Tears. Ice, ice cream, cream consumption. Oh my gosh. Movies. The, poor Linz. Oh my gosh. I don't know how she dealt with us. Why we didn't take to, her to dinner. <laughs> we should. We should. We owe her. We owe let's her. do this. We'll figure that oh, out. That would be, let's do it. She doesn't listen. She to doesn't this. listen. Because she doesn't know. We'll we need, just call we her and be like, that. we you know need what? to pay you back because we didn't do this. We need to talk to you about something. No. We need to talk to her and be like. We owe you an apology. Yes. We push you through a lot and we've never, we've never we've, repaid you. Oh, we oh we're do doing this. it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the beauty of planning things for your friend with a bunch of other people to listen, because you know, she doesn't listen. Yes. Like this is so fun. <laughs> like the worst secret ever. I know. But yeah, you couldn't really tell. I mean, I remember the day I came over and me and Bethany are like, you know, and she's got a pint of ice cream. I have a pint. I almost just said she had a pint, not a pint, but I guess like, not beer, ice cream. Ice cream. Um, and we watched, I don't know what movie. Friends. Oh, we the did watch Friends. Friends for a while. We did watch Friends we for couldn't a long ha- time. I mean, we couldn't handle a... I couldn't do a rom-com. No. It was too sad. And it was a good reminder, because it's very easy when you are the one that's getting broken up with to villainize uh-huh. the other person and assume that like, oh, well, they just, they don't care about my feelings the and they don't feel persons staring you in the face. Right. And it was a good reminder of like, you know what? This is probably hard for him too. And uh-huh. it and this was the other thing. I think it's really good to give yourself permission if you're the one that ended whatever relationship that it's okay for you to feel sad. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of time and you talked about this, yeah. like you felt like you couldn't really be sad. Right. Or people were surprised if you were sad because yeah. you're the one that ended right. it. It doesn't mean you didn't care. Yeah. And honestly, from like it from my side, it was helpful but also hor- it was helpful now but also horrible in the moment of like I had just broken up with him and he didn't really see it coming and there's whatever. And then that happened to you. <laughs> oh so man. I'm sitting there going, Oh my word. I just did that to him. Like here's oh, Kristen. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh man. Whoo. I mean, it's helpful now to like realize, like see what that looks like. Yeah. But at the same time in the moment I was like, not helping. <laughs> not what I, my bad. Oh, no, <laughs> obviously, I don't mean that. It was just no. Was I know what you mean. There was things to be seen and learned from both perspectives. Yes. I think. 
Yes. So I think, yeah, it's just good to remember that so you don't just villainize your ex. But at the same time, if you're the one that's doing the breaking up, uh-huh. giving yourself permission to be sad and to yeah. be upset for a little bit and to not like feel like you've got to just be perfect and fine and okay. And yeah, I just, <clears throat> I thought that was a really good thing to learn. Well, good. What's your okay, next my one? My next one um, is a totally different direction. Okay. Um, and I have to hear being attracted to your boyfriend is not something that you have to apologize for or justify. Kristen mm. is really good about being very quick to say, look, if I'm not attracted to this guy, I'm not going to date him. I'm not going out with him. I'm not whatever. Y'all know I'm the one that says, well, give it a little time. And I, st- I stand by that. Yeah. But at the same time, I think a lot of times in like Christian circles, if you're like, wow, I'm really attracted to this guy that I'm dating. It's like people assume you're doing things you shouldn't you're be. You're sleeping with him, basically. Right. Yeah. And like, there's, I'm like, there's, there's a lot of steps between yeah. those two. <laughs> like. I could think you're cute and not be having sex. Right. <laughs> and so, but you kind of feel other. like you have to like act like, oh, I hadn't even noticed he was attractive until like you're married. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Like you wake up on your like day after your wedding. Man, you're so hot. Why did I never think this? <laughs> and no. what that lo- that looks different for everyone as far yeah. as like what you're attracted to, what you find attractive. Um, I mean, we both, both of us have a pretty um, set in stone type. Yes. Like pretty much everyone you've dated has kind of looked the same. Yeah. And most everyone I've dated has kind of looked the same. Tall basketball players, y'all. It's really She's like tall basketball players. I'm I'm like my type is like a teddy bear football player yes. hybrid. Yes. With a beard. With a beard. Mm-hmm. Always has a beard. Always. Yep. Um So it's okay. I own that. Like mm-hmm. for a long it's like, oh no, don't talk about it. Yeah. But it's okay to own that. Absolutely. That's my type. That's what I like. And pretty much every guy I've ever dated has looked like that. And it's okay to say, hey, I'm attracted to this guy. Yes. You're dating them. Thank you. So anyway, this that's a- just been really helpful for me because yeah. Kristen is much better at doing that than I am. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> well, this is, this is another soapbox I can get up on, but I won't, I won't go the full, full fledged today. But <laughs> I think kind of what Bethany was alluding to, it's almost like there's this like underlying shame that gets attached yeah. to it. And it's like. I think we even talked about this. It may have been in the how far is too far episode of it is okay that you want to like that you have a desire to be physical with your boyfriend. Now, should you have boundaries in place so that you're not acting on every little whim of your emotions? Yes, you absolutely should. The how far is too far episode is a great one to listen to if you're trying to figure that out. But it's you should want to do those things with him. The relationships where that's, oh, I think we've talked about this, the relationships mm-hmm. for me where that's been a struggle, mm-hmm. I, well, let me just rephrase, I would much rather that be something that you have to like wrestle with, contend with, yes. struggle against. Have no and and ha- that's why you have to have those boundaries because the strength of your desire, the what you like, how much you're attracted, like whatever doesn't negate the truth of scripture and what is appropriate in what context. Yep. Like we're not like, it doesn't, there's no wiggle room for that. Yeah. But I would much rather have to be aware of that and have to kind of like fight against it and be really aware of my boundaries and really strict about keeping them in place and that be something that's needed in a relationship as opposed to not really ever having to think about it. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. I'll just leave it at that. Leave that there. That's a good, that's a good point. I like that a lot. 
All right, my next one. This is short and sweet. There's not a whole lot of explanation to this. Um, Mine is the same way. I learned you wear black on a first date. Yes. Okay. The last, I can't remember how many first dates I've been on, I wore black. And it is so, like, stress relieving. Confidence boost. Yes. I feel thinner. I feel. Especially if you tan. Yes. Ahead of time. Yes. Feel thinner. Feel better about myself. And I don't worry about spilling food on me. Because if I do, you're not going to be able to tell. And it just takes all the pressure off. So. And if you layer black. Oh, yes. Even better. Yeah. So, yeah. Wear black on first date. The last last first date I went on, I wore I did wear blue jeans, but I wore a black shirt. And then the one before that, I literally wore a black shirt, black jeans. Yep. And sneakers. And yep. it was phenomenal. Yeah. It was great. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Just Thank kidding. you. No, seriously. Thank Never you. <laughs> go hiking on a date. Perfect. Or really any time. Yes. But <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> really anytime there's just, there's just no need for that no um, at all no so yeah save yourself the sweaty gross conversation and go get coffee yes or go if you're go, if you want to get outside go play mini golf or yes, something exactly but walking through the woods i don't care who you are i just don't think it's romantic it's not and if you see a snake i mean chris is not responsible for the words nope. that come out of her mouth Mm-mm. no let's <laughs> She is. She I should am. be. But. I am. But no, I am just, I am not like Kevin's trying to get me to play disc golf with him. <gasps> that sounds so fun. I okay. love, well, I love playing Frisbee. I've wanted to go play disc golf forever. So I, if you try and you hate it, I'll tell him to go like, you can like come with us and yeah. like be our caddy and I'll I would like to, him. I'm like, is there a, is there a disc golf cart that I can drive? <laughs> Okay, perfect. You could you could be the yes. I'll play I'm, with him. I am terrible at throwing a frisbee. I love it. And then I was like, do I have to walk through the woods? He's yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, no. I don't want to see bugs, snakes, rodents, possums. I don't know if that is a rodent. Anything like I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to sweat. I don't want to <laughs> nothing. I don't want it. He's like, please just try it one time. And then I'm like, no, I don't want to. And I feel like he's just gonna keep trying wearing to wear down. me down. But or maybe I feel like no you know what I did this is called compromise people right here I told him I would go disc golfing on a course that was mainly not woods if he took me to Olive Garden well no no no. he took me to get ice cream first beforehand then we go play disc golf then we go to Olive Garden and then we come back and watch a movie of my choice oh and he said yes nice thank you so you know do that for what you will or you take that for what you will but that's hilarious i do think i have to go play disc golf so if i don't like it and he needs somebody to go with i'll go with y'all that's what i'm saying and you can you be can, our caddy i'll just, be the caddy yeah absolutely that'll be perfect all right next uh thing i have on my list are is what verb subject verb agree by Kristen. Jeez. <laughs> um be able to articulate why you like someone and bethany is I think she's the only person in my life who does this. Not that like my family and other I'm friends. I'm the only person that thinks this way. Yes. About like, it. My friends and family obviously ask me questions when, you know, I'm with somebody of like, you know, whatever. But Bethany always makes a point to ask me, what do you like about this person? 
and it cannot just be that he is cute. And I'm like, I'm, I determine whether or not they're acceptable reasons. Basically. basically. <laughs> yeah. And it's good. Cause it's, it's so easy. If you're like me to be like, Oh, he's so great. He's so cute. He's so funny. Oh my gosh. He's literally perfect. And Beth would be like, no, but what do you like about him? Like, what substantial qualities can you articulate that you like about him, that you're attracted to about him, that are things you've specifically prayed for? And it's good because if you can articulate them, it's like warning, warning, warning. Yep. And if you can, then she's great. like, okay, great. That's what I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to make sure that you're not, you know, thinking with Fly your feelings. Yeah. It's, you know, it's good to have friends like that. So I have now, like, I feel like the past. Well, I think maybe this last, like, Kevin was the only time I was actually prepared for it because up until then, <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, I need to think about this. But I was ready as soon as Beth's like, so I'm like, oh, I've already thought. Let I already know you. you're going to ask me this and I already have a list. So let's go. That's hilarious. So, yeah, being able to do that is really important. I agree. And having I friends ask. in your life who will ask you that who is really important. Questions. Yes. Um, okay, so you're reminding it does kind of like match up again here. Yes. So mine says Prince Charming might exist and then i have in parentheses can you say that one more time no, because i, I never I thought i'm so glad we have that on recording i never ever thought that would come out of bethany's mouth <laughs> I know, and that was my like clickbait yes get your attention okay it worked. fine but i have in parentheses just like being more optimistic as opposed to cynical mm. as far as like outlook on relationships and we kind of talked about it i talked about it earlier a little bit with the being excited part about how like if i go into things looking for a problem like i'm gonna find one and so Kristen is really good. I don't mean this way it's going to sound, but Kristen's really good about going into every relationship thinking she's going to marry the person. I <laughs> joke. I'm like, you know, I'll probably be like walking down the aisle and be like, you know, maybe he does like me a little bit. She's literally sure. said that multiple like, times. Like we've had this conversation joke. multiple like, times. So like that's how far on the other extreme. I don't really think that, but like I have to really be convinced. Um, very overtly <laughs> that yeah. I'm like, oh maybe he's interested um so i i have learned that it's okay to like have a little bit more of an optimism to hope that it's going to work to see those good things to it's okay to say you know there aren't really any red flags and yeah, it seems too good to be true at the moment, but I don't have to adopt this mentality of, well, just give it time. It'll not work. Mm. You know? Yeah. So that's been very helpful for me. I struggle against it sometimes, but it's been very helpful. Well, I'm just floored <laughs> because what's so funny is early on in our podcasting journey, what the first time Bethany ever said, like, Prince Charming does not exist. Like, part of me died inside. <laughs> And ever and this since probably then, back in season one, yeah, like literally. And ever since then, whenever I was like, "Well, maybe," and she'd be like, "No, Kristen, he doesn't." I'm like, "Are you sure?" And I was always holding on to this little bitty glimmer. <laughs> now of we've hope. come full circle. Now we've come full circle. Which I mean, I know he doesn't technically exist, yes. and I do too. Don't worry. Yes, yes. <laughs> she she it's knows just all about perspective. Yeah, and just how like I think being being um hopeful and ignorantly optimistic are two different things yeah well and I think I've kind of realized too like if you for me it's a tough thing to like go from because Jared said this back in the mental mm-hmm. so we can have a okay. things we've learned from Jared too yes. section um but he talked about 
because he's the one who's he's the only guy we've interviewed who's been married mm-hmm. and he's a little bit older than we are not much don't worry <laughs> uh, i said that for his benefit he's gonna love that you said he that this. Um, yes but like he said you have to go you go into dating with your eyes wide open but then you go into marriage with them halfway shut halfway closed yeah in that like in dating you're evaluating and really looking for evaluating this person but then once you go into marriage like this is it you're committed and this is for the rest of your life and so you overlook the small you know offenses the small issues the annoyances whatever and that's a hard shift for my mind to make I'm really good at the eyes wide open and I can pick up on little things and I analyze and this means that and what does that mean whatever whatever but then making that shift at whatever point in a relationship to, okay, no, I know this person and we're committed and now I'm going to just see the good things and let the others go. That's a really hard thing for me to do, mm. but you have to make that change, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so being able to do that is something that's not, that's not easy for me. Yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. That's good. Okay. What's your last one? All right. Last one. And I feel like this kind of sums up a lot of what we've talked about, but my last one is that practicality and logic can be good things in dating because I just don't naturally lean that way as we have learned (laughs) from this episode and the dating styles episode. (laughs) Um, But I think I, for the longest time, and I still have to like combat against this because I do think this is my natural leaning but I had the mentality, I had the rom-com mentality that it's all about the feeling and the romance and the the moments and all. And yes, those are all great. And you should have all of those things. I'm not saying don't have them. But there is a balance of wanting the the fun and the whimsy and the romance and the, you know, cute little flirty moments and whatever. And also thinking practically and logically, like, do our lives line up? Mm-hmm. Are our personalities going to clash? Do I need to like ask more questions about this before I get further invested? You know, thinking through things from, because again, it's not, your life is not a rom-com. And so there is real life that gets lived with this person if you choose to, you know, marry them. Mm-hmm. And so for a really long time. Yes. For the re- the rest of somebody said one time <laughs> they're like the rest of your, of your life, life is a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, that's a good like duh, but yes, that's a good statement." And you don't really like that's such a cliche. "Oh, I want to spend the rest of my life with you." That is a long flipping time, y'all. <laughs> and so to think like okay, yes, I want to have this great love-filled relationship with you, but I also want to know that when it comes down to the day-to-day and the honeymoon wears off and we're marching forward in our lives, is this going to work? And is this a good idea? And is this honoring to the Lord? And is this somebody I can see myself submitting to and following and um, doing ministry with, whatever that looks like for you? So just recognizing like, Kristen, just because you're being practical and logical doesn't mean you're not, you have to be unromantic. It's like you have to, it's not one or the other. It's not one or the other. It's both. And learning to balance those things is vital if you're Mm going to be set up well for, you know, a healthy relationship. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's very smart. (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) 
Okay, so then I kind of have two that are just like quick little things. Okay. For end. One of them is that asking for clarity isn't asking too much. Mm. Um, I kind wow, of always. Good. <laughs> Whoever said Whoever that. said that. I forgot I said that, honestly. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I always felt like. Well, I was just talking with someone recently about how when we had talked about to guys and girls, we heard so much that like one of the most frustrating things in dating was that there wasn't any clarity. Guy said that, girl said that, and we were like, okay, so if everybody wants clarity, but nobody's getting it, where is the disconnect? Yeah. And one of the things that like I realized there is that like I had this misconception of I think maybe what I expected a guy to do as far as like leading a relationship. Now, I think um, the concept, I mean, we've talked about before on here that good leaders remove confusion and that's not original to us, but like good leaders remove confusion um, is true. And so if you want a guy to like be leading in that, but I had this misconception that I just had to sit around and wait and hopefully he cleared it up eventually or else I was kind of like taking over the relationship, which I don't think is the case because as we all know, guy brains and girl brains work different. Um, it may be clear as day to him where this is, where it's going, whatever. And you're sitting over there going, I have no idea where I stand. I don't know what this is because he hasn't said it. And so it's okay for you to say, Hey, where do I stand? What is this? Where are we going? What are we doing? And then get him to articulate. If he can't articulate that, there's your problem. But if, if he's like, Oh, I didn't realize we weren't on the same page or you didn't know and can then say, Oh, well, here's, here's what I'm thinking and lay it all out there. Okay. Then that's fine. But you can't, this is an area where you can't expect him to read your mind and it's okay if you're not sure to ask for that. Yeah. So that was one. And then the other one was just, you kind of alluded to it earlier. So I thought of another one that, um, it only has to work once. Mm. Oh yeah, the last episode yeah. we talked about that. And so, yeah. well, you talked about it earlier today. Too. Oh, I did. You mentioned you were talking about it. The, the percentage is not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have to be that great. And so that that's just something I'm, I just never really thought through that of like, oh yeah, like you only want this to work one time. Yeah. Now you want to be smart and be selective in how you're like finding those people, but like that's okay if it doesn't. It just means that wasn't the right person for you. Yeah. So. Those are my last couple little things. Amen. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's so funny. Oh, no, this is fun. I think it's. Yeah. And I think like I would encourage y'all to, and it doesn't just have to be about dating, but like talk to, well, let me back up. Make sure you have people in your life who have like, who think about things differently than you do. Like you can yeah. have similar values and faith and goals and all of that stuff and still approach life very differently. And I think it's good to have those kind of people in your life because if not, then you just basically have a bunch of yes men and you're mm. never going to really like, yeah, you're in an echo chamber. Yeah, exactly. And so it's good to have people in your life who think differently than you, who approach things differently than you do. And I would really encourage y'all too to have similar conversations like this with your friends who do approach things differently than you do, whether it's about dating or just other stuff like Hey, like, or tell your friends, Hey, I've really, I've never really thought about this, but our friendship has kind of helped me learn this or, you know, I saw you do this, this way. And I would have never done it that way, but that was a really good idea. Mm -hmm. And I really learned a lot from that. Like 
don't be afraid to say those things or to have conversations like this and because it's only going to make you better. Like it's only going to grow you and you know, the Lord gives us friends and community to grow us and mature us. Mm -hmm. And so take advantage of that and don't, you know, don't stay, don't date in a bubble. Don't, there's another thing. (laughs) Um, and don't just live life in a bubble. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's just a good reminder for all of us. So We'll wrap it up there, guys. We hope you have enjoyed today's episode. We will be back next week with another episode for y'all. And we mentioned a lot in today's episode. So (laughs) if you want links to everything, everything will be in the newsletter. So go sign up for that on our website. Like I said earlier, lookingforthemiddle.com. There's a newsletter button. Or in our Instagram bio at LFTM underscore podcast, there is a link to sign up for the newsletter there and you will get all the links to all the things that we talked about in this episode because I know it's a lot. (laughs) So be sure and do that. But we'll talk to y'all next time. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. 